Nobody brings Philadelphia fans closer together than the Green Legion. From tailgates in South Philly to invading enemy territory, this group is the home to the true Philadelphia sports fan. Now their party hits the airwaves. Quimby, Michael Diaz, Chris Sachs, Slash, and Super Sam Ross always keep the conversation going. So crack a beer, take a shot, and join the virtual tailgate now on Green Legion Radio. Welcome to another off-season edition of the Green Legion Radio Show on Fox Sports, The Gambler in Philadelphia. Everybody, you're listening on iHeartRadio, Fox Sports The Gambler. Please make sure you rate, review, subscribe, and of course, download the show on the iHeartRadio mobile app, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Green Legion Radio is brought to you by Bud Light, Bud Light Seltzer, Michelob Ultra, the entire Bud Light family of fine alcoholic beverages. Stateside Vodka and Bourbon up here in Philadelphia, the Dave Bavuso State Farm Agency in South Jersey, but he can write you no matter where you are, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware, Greater Philadelphia Health Action, and of course, MCS Residential and Custom Cabinetry. I am your host today until Quimby shows up. This is Diaz, Philly Mike. Actually, we might have Quimby step in. Uh, there was an announcement of an Eagles signing uh, before we... Uh, started the show here today. Uh, we're recording Thursday night, March 24th. We are planning on Villanova basketball later on this evening. We don't, we do not know the outcome of their Sweet 16 game. Well, actually, we are because we're recording on Thursday before the before the Sweet 16 game. But we're hoping for an Elite Eight matchup for Villanova on Saturday evening. So uh, you're you're technically right, and also technically you might still be right. It's, so. it's awesome talking from the future. We don't know we don't know the future, but we know the future. We need a DeLorean. Uh, my guest, or not even my guest, my co-host. I'm sorry, I shouldn't even start that way. But I am prepared for this show. I've been looking forward for the show for the last four years. However long I've known you, Chris Sack. I apologize that we met so late in the ongoing feud that is um, some of our local Philadelphia athletes. But I'm unfortunately we had one of the uh, all timers leave. We're going to talk about that later. I'm glad you acknowledge him as an all timer. My ice to shorts winter sports. Co-host, uh, host of the baseball brun- Bud Light Baseball Brunch with Greg Murphy, which will be kicking off in two weeks. Less than two weeks. Less than two weeks. Once this airs on Saturday, yes. That's right. Chris Sack, Sackmaster Reggie. Ooh-ah. Good job, Sam. There you go, Sam. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. You know, I, I know the weather outside isn't isn't as awesome as it was last week. Uh, gosh, can we get back to the 60s and 70s? I mean, it, it would be nice. Uh, but, man, it, like... What a wild, wild last couple of weeks of sports we've we've had to deal with. Not just in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, it's been insane. But I was saying to Sam before we jumped on air, the NFL is completely and absolutely drunk. Like the off seasons that we that we've been used to in Major League Baseball and and NBA, like all the action that's been happening, like the big money contracts, the big player trades. We have never witnessed anything like this before in the NFL. I don't know if this is going to be the trend, if this is going to be the new norm, 
uh, Doug Peterson right there. But but yeah, I'll tell you what, man, exciting stuff. I can't wait to break it all down. Yeah, I, you know, two shows ago, I think we were like, ah, there's not a whole lot of NFLs, but you know, we're an NFL-based show. We love the NFL. We love the Philadelphia Eagles. Our first hour was. I mean, we had Roger, an hour and a half, two yeah, hours. Yeah, Rogers resigning. We had Russell Wilson going to the Broncos. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna gosh, try. We're man, gonna. It's been crazy. We will. Take care of the NFL. We're going to try and squeeze it into the first hour of the show because there's a lot of other uh, topics to talk about. The Phillies are spending stupid money. Uh, the NBA, the Sixers in the Eastern Conference is all kind of jumbled out. They have the chance to have the first seed or the sixth seed. You don't You don't even know. Timmy Butler about to throw Jimmy down with Spo and Udonis uh, Haslam. Our good yeah. friend Louise down there in Miami, who is a true Miami fan. He's one of the three you see at the games that show up. Uh, for true the story. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we got a, a, a all-time legend, Claude Giroux, one of the greatest ever. This huge legacy of Flyers hockey uh, yeah. is coming to an end. Oh, so much fun! So many great memories. We're gonna we're gonna go down memory. A lot of great memories. Uh, the, the last person on our panel today. Hi. Uh, Super Sam. <laughs> I think my nickname's coming back, and I'm really upset about it. Super Sam Brady. It's already back. I, I thought it might be Super Sam Rogers. Uh, we'll hold I'll, that off. I would take that. We haven't been on air since that happened. No. Right? Yeah, no, it, happened, it happened right after our last show. <laughs> yes. He just yep. will never I don't die. see that on the run sheet. My life is now over. She doesn't care if he dies or not. She just doesn't want him playing anymore. Exactly. I, I think that I wish. Just retire. I wish we could play little video clips here for the YouTube no, audience. No, I just want him to go away. It, you know, it, uh, Kate Winslet on, on the, uh, the, the bed or the headboard, the plank, whatever, saying, <laughs> I'll, I'll never give up. I'll never give up, Tom. He'll never leave you. Don't worry. Wait, wait. Do we have to? Hold on. Do we have to Photoshop? Her head. Please stop. Uh, we already dude, have one Photoshop that's too That's much a great already. image. Did you see the one with Aaron Rodgers? Aaron Rodgers is laying there. They they photoshopped his face on Rose's head, and it has all the all the money, like with him on the door. And it, <laughs> I'll never let go. And it's Devontae Adams' head is on Jack. <laughs> we could do that with you and Tom. We could put Tom on Jack's head. <laughs> we should also do the uh, uh, wedding crashers where um, uh, what's her name? The I forget her name in the movie. The little yeah, 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 yeah. I'll never leave you. <laughs> there's the well, we'll, super Sam. So Yay. I guess we'll put we'll put Tom's. Tom's head on her body. I'm so excited. And then we'll put her head on Vince Vaughn's. Uh, producer slash salesman slash slash the gobbler. <laughs> he is not here today. Uh, he is spurning us for um, the big boss. Mr. Greener Sean pastures. Brady. So, Sam, we're going to expect a little participation today, speaking to the mic. You know the drill here. Um, but we're excited to be here. There is a lot to talk I'm about. already in trouble. Before, so. we, uh, before we hit the NFL, and the NFL is crazy. Uh, just a couple of business notes right here. Uh, let's talk about the one of voted the top five best beer festivals in the world by USA Today. It's the Philadelphia All-Star Craft Beer, Wine, and Cocktail Music Festival coming to Citizens Bank Park. Yeah, that thing's fun. Home of the Philadelphia Phillies for its fourth year, Saturday, May 14th, 2022, the region's largest and most popular sampling and music festival. Do not miss this one-of-a-kind event featuring 200-plus different options, multiple performers. It will sell out. We will have uh, the links up by the time you're hearing this. Uh, I've, I've done it before. It's great. Uh, just a little bit here. You can experience the ballpark like never before by being able to walk the bases and the warning track like the pros, get a professional photo in the Phillies dugouts. Plus, all guests will also enjoy multiple live bands, unlimited samples of 200-plus Amazing craft beer, wine, and cocktail options from the Philadelphia area. 
a keepsake sampling glass. Uh, batting cage simulator experience. Tons of games. You know, all those you know, giant Jenga. We had the World Series hole. trophies out the last time that we were there and when we did it a couple of years ago. I don't see that, but they should. Uh, it is free parking, free admission to the official after party. Um, local all-star vendors. I hope we see uh, my good friend uh, Paul Carpenter Art down there. He makes those uh, awesome, you know, John, he just, just did a big thing over at Temple. Uh, veteran shirt him. You know, I don't know who I was going to be there. I'm probably speaking ahead of time here. If you would have actually said what he actually does, we might actually know who Paul the hell Carpenter you're talking Art? about. Oh, you check out uh, at Paul, Paul Carpenter Art, Instagram, Twitter. He may, you, you know, you've seen his pieces before. Look I have it. a couple. Right. Uh, oh, new this year. At the Philadelphia All-Star Craft Beer, Wine, and Cocktail Music Festival. Free pretzel necklace making station. Sign me up. I think they had that. Uh, it says new this year. Uh, I'm pretty sure they had that a couple years ago. People were getting wasted off of that stuff, and they needed something to eat, and they had those pretzel necklaces. Maybe people were actually bringing them with bringing yeah, yeah, them you in. Bring, you bring Ma- them. Yeah, I think that was the case. Okay. Sounds, I, I remember seeing them. Sounds delicious. Uh, there are two sessions. The day session, 1 o'clock to 5 o'clock. Uh, the night session is 7 o'clock to 11 o'clock. Um, tickets are now available. We'll have the link out at all of our socials. Uh, it's a great day. If you love beer, May 14th, it's a perfect day. Uh, see the ballpark like never before. Also, all our early birds for all of our 2022 trips, Arizona, Chicago, Houston, Indianapolis, Detroit, Dallas, and D.C. are now available. What you do, you place your $150 deposit, fully refundable, fully transferable if the dates don't work out for you. Uh, it, what it does is when we do know the schedule, it will release the uh, – you will get your preference of flights, hotels, uh, seat locations for the game, uh, whatever the options are available, you're first in line. What always happens every single year that I've been involved with the Green Legion from uh, the, the, the business side is – Far too long. Um, the day that – you know, we, we, we're saying get your early birds in now. Well, I think I might do Chicago. I might do Arizona. I'm not sure which one. But I want to wait till the days – if you know you want to go to one. Put your deposit down because whenever this is, whether it's April 26th or May 10th or whenever the schedule comes out, we get all these people, I don't want to sign up. For, I need to sign up for Chicago. Well, you could sign up for Chicago right now. You could sign up for Houston right now and reserve your spot in line because when we do know the schedule, um, Connie, the very talented and beautiful Connie Pfeiffer, she will reach out to everyone. Uh, that it is her month her. on the calendar, too. It is, it is the month of March. That's Connie's. I don't know when Connie's birthday is, though. Should we cut this out so that way she knows that you don't know when her birthday (laughs) is? I rely on Facebook for all this stuff. Uh, Of course, too, in two weeks, less than two weeks, April 8th, Friday, April 8th, four-hour unlimited. It's our annual Phillies opening day tailgate. So beautiful. We do not have any game tickets left, but we have plenty of tailgate spots. And also, a special presentation, the 2022 inaugural episode of Bud Light Baseball Brunch with Greg Murphy and uh, some other guy. Oh, oh, he's, I'm sorry, he's right here. Actually, well, think of it like this. That other guy is going to be the one doing the two-hour show. Uh, we're hoping to land Murph. Uh, Murph's got a lot of responsibilities on the opening day, so we're hoping to be able to fit him into a time frame that works for him, uh, whether that's uh, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. We're going to try our best to make sure that Murph and I are doing the first hour together. Um, it wouldn't feel right without doing it with Murph uh, to start off the season, even if he has to do it remotely from inside the ballpark where his responsibilities will start. Um, and then the second hour of the show, don't worry, everybody. Quimby is not going to be there. Woo! All right, He's not going to be 
at the tailgate this year. He's going to be down in the Cayman Islands. Woe is me for him. Uh, so the second hour should be myself alongside our program director at 102.5 Fox Sports The Gambler, Sean Brace. Uh, I'm sure, you know, Sean's a big fan of Bud Light Baseball Brunch, loves the show. Um, I'm sure even if Murph and I do the first hour, we're going to have plenty to talk about, and not even just the Phillies. If anybody didn't listen to Bud Light Baseball Brunch last season, we're not just an exclusive Phillies show. Uh, we talk everything and anything Major League Baseball-wise. Uh, we have built-in segments to where we acknowledge the great things that have happened in Major League Baseball. We have pick segments. Uh, I know, you know, being that we are on the gambler, uh, Sean's going to want to do a lot of, like, probably props uh, going into the season. I, I can't bet. Baseball's tough to bet. I mean, I'll, I'll put, like, a $5, you know, prop bets or, or same-game parlay. Just have fun. Starting, I don't know. What you need is you need a starting pitcher, a great starting pitcher, and you need that offense to be able to put up runs. That's that's how I normally bet, but, I mean, it's the higher level. I mean, you're looking at minus 200, minus 220, uh, stuff like that, swinging into a parlay. Baseball is tough to bet. I mean, I like the same game parlays with basketball. Yeah. I like the same game parlays with, with football. Uh, but, yeah, baseball, you know, you got to catch teams in a hot streak. Um, you know, like that, you get a team like the Dodgers are playing a crappy baseball team like the Pirates. Uh, they it's a three game series in Pittsburgh. They lose on a Friday night. Play the odds. Do you honestly think that the Dodgers are going to lose two out of three or get swept to the Pirates? No. So you play them on Saturday, you play them on Sunday, and that's where you can make up your money. Uh, but that's how you got to play baseball. You just got to play the series and how how it rolls. But it's going to be a great time, a great show. I can't wait to be down there. My my wife is going to be there. My my best friend Chad, uh, who's not a member of Diaz Nation. Uh, Sean Henderson will be there. You guys are going to be there. It's going to be a lot of fun. And again, no Quimby, so you don't have to worry about anybody uh, you know getting all of you. Slash will be down there with us, uh, along with Sean Brace. So it's going to be a good time. We're still looking for sponsors too. Uh, we we have a couple sponsors already signed up for the show. Uh, Quimby says we're looking for about another two to three. Uh, so if you guys need any information, please reach out to any of our social medias uh, for Green Legion. You can get a hold of Diaz, and Diaz will get you a hold of Quimby. Or you can email Quimby directly at Quimby at GreenLegion.com and get any advice. Uh, trying to take care of a lot of local small businesses. And, you know, it, it's a lot that comes along with it, Diaz. You, know, you get a live read on the show. You get a 30-second commercial that is uh, played across all iHeartRadio platforms. Um, you know, we we talk about you, uh, you know, on our Green Legion radio shows, uh, Ice to Shorts, uh, right on cue. You're mentioned, and then once we get into football season, it's like a free advertisement at that point. We talk about your your you and your business on uh, the Green Legion radio player show and the pregame show, which are staple shows here for Green Legion radio. So make sure you guys, hey, for three thousand forty five hundred dollars, uh, that's a that's a bargain. So uh, reach out to Quimby Quimby at GreenLegion.com. Sack is fired up for Bud Light Baseball Brunch. I am not as fired up for Mr. Big Time coming back. Uh, you know, he's kind of been chilled out the last few months. I'm with him every week, so oh, it's very... Yeah. You have to, you know, to, he gets a big head. You have to stand over to I know, the side. I know. Get real small. Wow. My good friend. Gosh, I thought you were on my side. My good friend from Drexel University, Rob Roy, checking in the show. He's he's saying Diaz is getting schooled. Um, he's here uh, to listen to our Jeru uh, uh, argument, which we'll do at the top of the second hour. But for right now, let's talk about the craziness of the NFL. Please. The let's first get to item it. on the list, we're talking to Sean Watson. And while we were talking here on Deshaun Watson, uh, this tweet just came through that a breaking a second grand jury in Texas has decided no charges against New Browns 
quarterback Deshaun Watson under investigation for sexual misconduct claims. Does that change your opinion of Deshaun Watson, Zach? No. Nothing. Nothing changes my opinion of Deshaun Watson. He's, uh, a, he's a creep, and I'm so happy that the Eagles didn't go out and get him. My opinion has never changed about Ben Roethlisberger, who is still a creep. My opinion about Ray Lewis, who is either you know a part of a double murder or he was the one that did the double murder. My opinion has never changed. I don't care innocent until proven guilty. It's Listen, where there's smoke, there's fire. And when there's 22, 24 women that come out and have allegations against you, listen, there might be some that are out there trying to make money off of the situation, but there's you can't tell me that they're all making stories up. And that right there, I, I, I he couldn't go to a better team because I care less about the Cleveland Browns. I want them to suck forever now. Any professional should not have themselves in that situation in any way, shape, or form. If you're getting paid to play a sport, you should not be in that position, ever. Yeah, because um, Sam will do it free. <laughs> I mean, they, we could cut. We could cut that out. I mean, what, what's what not, a creepy fetish to have, though? These I are know. all these are all masseuses. So what? Like uh, a lot of people, I've, I've heard this a lot over the last couple of weeks, Diaz, especially since like this has been let you know put on the wayside now because the the grand jury doesn't want to say anything about it. Uh, or they don't want to press any charges. But like when you have, a, when you are getting massages, okay, like you have your set person, that somebody like it's it, like well, maybe you take like you know, a few different people to try and figure out who is the who who has the best hands, who 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 handles you the best, yeah, right? Like best pressure. I mean, right. it's, it's 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 for your job. It's for it's not supposed to be some sensual. Forty different yeah. women. I mean, you're like you're trying these people out. Like that that right there is just way way over bounds. Like yeah. he's a predator. Exactly. Or alleged predator, we will say. Yeah, alleged predator, but I'm with you. Smoke, fire. Smoke, fire. What's even crazier about this, I mean, three first-round picks, a fourth, a third, a fourth, and he gets fully guaranteed five years, $230 million. Insane. Fully guaranteed. And you said this earlier, I'm happy that the Eagles, I mean, whether the Eagles were rebuffed or whether, I'm happy they're out of it because I don't, you know, I, th- I thought about this after this was announced. I'd have a hard time rooting for the Eagles if he was our quarterback. I mean, what it, we're doing shows. I, I love, I love the birds. I love the NFL. Uh, it, it's it's so much fun. It's so much fun to watch. The games are exciting. But like, I, I can't root. I can't root. I mean, the Mike Vick one that was well. Served his time. I'm going to give him. I'm going to give him a chance. This one is like this guy's a creep, you know. And and to represent. To represent the city, to represent your team. I mean, just think, we're talking about the abuse uh, our, our good friend uh, Louise has taken down there in Miami with his uh, with his uh, speedy receivers that his quarterback can't hit. And um, Jimmy Butler uh, butlering his way out of town um, for the Miami Heat. You know, that it's, it stinks when you're the butt of the joke. But with something like this, it's like, how do you even root for that guy? How do you even root for him? And, the, and, and another part that, that, you know, think about it like this, Diaz, okay? This guy right here, he said he didn't want to go to Cleveland, right? It was it was between Atlanta and New Orleans. Those were the last two, and then all of a sudden he he changed his mind to go to Cleveland. I wonder why. Two hundred thirty million guaranteed. Two hundred thirty million guaranteed, and it and this is another thing that ticks me off about the deal. If he gets suspended for any portion 
of the 2022 season, which is going to happen, whether it's a half a season, a full season, it's 10 games, whatever, he's going to be suspended. His base salary for that suspension to run off of where they're going to take money away from him is a million dollars. That makes me sick because, like, and, and the Browns knew exactly like what 60, they were doing 000, with that deal. 60000 a game. It, yeah, as compared to if they would have structured that deal the way it's supposed to be structured, they did him a solid by making that base salary a million dollars and not taking anything away from him. I'm happy we don't have him. Uh, Cleveland is now everyone's most hated team. Uh, Baker Mayfield is without a job. That's kind of funny. Uh, we're going to continue with the NFL on the other side of the break right here. We're going to talk Devontae Adams trade, Tyreek Hill trade. What the hell is going on in the NFL? But before we break... Greater Philadelphia Health Action, providing medical, dental, behavioral health, pharmacy, and child development services for over 50 years. Full family care for the entire family. Prenatal, pediatrics, adults, specialty services, and more. COVID-19 vaccine and testing available. 11 locations throughout Philadelphia, over 85,000 patients. Telehealth and on-site appointments available. Schedule an appointment today, 1-888-296-GPHA. Website for more information on services and a complete listing of locations, www.gphainc.org. We'll be right back right after this crazy NFL offseason. Uh, you know, it turned out this year the NFL offseason, if this is how it's going to be going forward, this is like the NBA offseason. It's like a soap opera. There are the, the, We're going to get to Tyree Kill. I want to hit, talk about Devontae Adams first, but these deals, these these trades and everything are happening, you know, 10 o'clock, a tweet goes out, and the guy's traded in three hours. I, I don't even know anything about it. Let's talk Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams, who was traded after Aaron Rodgers signed his deal. Aaron, uh, Devontae Adams was traded to Las Vegas for uh, a first and a second, which is the 22nd pick and the 53rd pick in this year's draft. Also signed an extension worth $67.5 million guaranteed. What was your first reaction when you saw that come through? Sam? Holy crap. I mean, we were at the Flyers game. and it, Well, uh, holy crap, it, you were at a Flyers game. Absolutely, yes. It was Claude Giroux's 1,000th uh, game. Uh, so we'll get there. Yeah, had had to be there for that. Uh, but, yeah, it was once once we saw it come through, uh, that was our first thought. Like, how, how soon until Rodgers wants to get traded, too? Uh, he signs the largest contract uh, in the history of the NFL for a wide receiver at the time. Now Tyreek Hill has surpassed that. Um, and it, it's just it, it's funny because, like, immediately my attention goes to, and the same thing happened with Tyreek Hill when he was traded. Man, they really dropped far now on the fantasy football draft board. You know, because you go from – Aaron Rodgers and Pat Mahomes throwing to you, and now I gotta focus on you having the ball thrown to you by Derek Carr and Tua. Uh, it's it's now now you're falling a little bit. Now I got other wide receivers that are gonna step up, but uh, you know he grew up a Raiders fan. He wanted to uh, he played in college for two years at Fresno State with Derek Carr. Uh, so he has a familiarity there. Uh, Josh McDaniels. I'll tell you what, man. The AFC West is just going to be a a bloodbath. I know we were texting about it last week when we saw that Adams got traded. Man, every primetime game, every week, it's got to be a Thursday, a Sunday, or a Monday night. One has to be an AFC West matchup. It's crazy what's going on. I think uh, this actually could help Devontae. I mean, you know, I understand Derek Carr is not. Aaron Rodgers. I, I, I'm not going to argue with I, that. I know. But Aaron Rodgers is a good enough quarterback to make subpar receivers good. You know, so he could kind of toss it around a little bit where I think Derek Carr, I mean, they got Waller on the team. Uh, Hunter they, Renfro. Hunter Renfro. Josh Jacobs at running back. That's right. They got some weapons there, and I think Devontae Adams is going to have a great year there, especially when you sign deals like this. Uh, they're going to give you the ball. So uh, the AFC West is – 
for everyone's fantasy football drafts, the first two or three rounds are going to be all AFC West all AFC West players. I'm happy we don't play them again for another three years. We got that out of the way last year. <laughs> yeah, the, the division by that point might actually suck. You know, <laughs> you know how the NFL turnover is, but it, yeah, I mean, and then talk about Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. This yeah. happened just the other day here. Tyreek Hill traded to. I, I I had a meeting, and at the start of the meeting, no, no news. At the end of the meeting, Tyreek Hill is going to be traded to Miami uh, or the Jets. Let's talk about the birds. Off-season moves right here. We got. Uh, we haven't talked uh, since they've made their big signing in free agency. Local Camden product, Temple University's own Hassan Reddick, a three-year, $30 million guarantee. Uh, a couple of other one, a number of one-year signings. Jason Kelsey, Boston Scott, Fletcher Cox, Anthony Harris, Pascal, Ward, wide receivers, all one-year deals. Just uh, as we were starting today's show on Thursday the 24th, uh, we got news that Derek Barnett, everyone's favorite, uh, <laughs> everyone's first favorite penalty uh, penalty gatherer, Derek Barnett, back for two years. I don't know the terms yet. It's a two year deal. Maybe it's there's the second year isn't guaranteed or something like Doesn't that. Doesn't matter. I don't. I don't know. Sack. How do you feel about what the birds have done so far in free agency? I mean, I like the Reddick signing. I, I think we all knew that the Eagles needed to improve their pass rush. So I've, I've got no issues with that one at all. Uh, obviously, Jason Kelsey coming back, huge, uh, huge news to follow on that one. Uh, Boston Scott, you know, our, our, our favorite, you know, giant killer, giant slayer. Uh, and then I think we all knew that Pascal was going to be coming here, right? It was, it was inevitable. Inevitable. But I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I really thought that we were going to rid ourselves. I love Fletch. I, I appreciate everything Fletch has done over the last decade here. Uh, he's been an all-time Eagles great. It's the Fletcher Cox era. But I, I just, <laughs> listen, it, it's fine. It, it, it's absolutely fine. It's just I don't understand the premise of bringing him back. When they cut him, I had the excitement in me that, okay, cool, now we're going to get to see Milton Williams play more. Uh, they might draft one of these stud defensive tackles and bring them in here to play along Hargrave and Milton Williams. Uh, I know Milton Williams is a guy that they can move to the outside of the edge. They can keep him on the interior. Uh, but I was excited about that, you know. But once you didn't get the uh, you know statement from Jeffrey Lurie thanking him for everything that he's done uh, for being here and Howie Roseman, I was a little disappointed about that, and uh, it, I, I thought we all thought that we were rid of Derek Barnett, and it, you mean to tell me like this guy had probably next to zero interest out on the open market? You, you if you want to bring him back, one year deal, okay, you know, make him earn it. You give him two, like, it it makes no sense. Like I thought we were moving on from some of these players. I thought like you know for me like yeah the Eagles made the playoffs last year. It's awesome. I was happy about that, but. Man, all these draft picks, like, you can't draft the right players to fill in these positions and 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 you know try and bring about new energy. It's time to start turning over a new leaf wow. for the Eagles. For the Eagles, oh. and, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about that coming up here. <laughs> all right, we'll talk about that. But I'm telling you, I was I'm a little disappointed bringing back these guys because now I, what's the urgency? I mean, now you have you have depth amongst your your defensive line again, but are they going to draft the defensive end? Uh, in the first round, when you have Brandon Graham coming back, you have uh, Fletcher Cox. Like, you're pretty much your starting four is already set, uh, and now your backups are almost set. Uh, so 
it kind of takes away the, the the fervor a little bit. Like you were terrible last year. What we were second to last in sacks last year, and and you you brought back the same guys. Yeah, that's not a Reddick. I, I hear you. I think I I'm gonna try and be a positive spin guy here, uh, which is not how we normally operate. I I, I know, but they are gonna draft a defensive end. They're gonna draft a defensive lineman. I you know I'm I'm not. I'm not a scout guy. I think no matter what they do with the three first-round picks, I think even if they only kept one, I think we're on the same page. Yeah, yeah. They're going to work with the interior, and the one that needs the most improvement is the defensive line. That's right. And with the with these other guys, I do want to turn it over, but I also kind of like the, the Eagles aren't close. And, and a lot of the talk on Twitter this week was that these wide receivers and the Eagles aren't in there, and, and I don't think anyone really wanted Deshaun Watson, but that he didn't want us. Made it, oh, no. Uh I, and and the, the, the room or the, the little behind the scenes was that he had a loyalty to Jalen Hurts. They both work out in Houston together. Jalen Hurts is from Houston. Oh, please. Uh, yeah. If we if we were offering him two hundred and thirty five million guaranteed, I think that loyalty would have yeah, went yeah. right but, out but the window. But we don't we don't want him anyway. I, think, I know. I think I kind of where the Eagles are right here, they are a fringe playoff team. Um, we're a running team. We love running the ball. We love running. We have a running quarterback. I put this out on Twitter the other day. We have a run first uh, team with a one read, then run quarterback. Wide receivers don't want to play here. It's a passing league, and we're not a passing team. So the whole wide receiver thing, that's why they, I think they were trying to trade for Calvin Ridley before Absolutely. he, he yeah. you know, announced a couple <laughs> of parlays, a couple of five-team parlays. Nine-team, a nine-teamer. Nine-team parlay. Um, so... You know, it's it's disappointing, but I think it's also like let's just have a dose here uh, of reality. The Eagles aren't really premier; they're a good franchise overall. But going the into twenty twenty two, going into twenty twenty two here, they're not a contender. So let's let's strengthen different positions. If if having some of these guys come back for they're all one year deals, except for Derek Barnett, we'll have to see the terms of that. I don't know what they're thinking there. Maybe maybe they maybe they cut him or it's not guaranteed the second year. Uh, I don't know. There, there's still a whole lot here to talk about the NFL. Um, what I like to do, let's talk a little about what some other teams, it's mainly in the AFC, have done uh, to improve themselves in the offseason. Then we'll get the second hour. We'll get some good stuff. Before before we get to the break, Zach, you got some business for me. Yeah, well, speaking of good, you need good service. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it, and we're here to help. Because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service, and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to local State Farm agent Dave Bavuso about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. When you want the real deal, call Dave Bavuso State Farm Agency, 856-740-5012. Individual premiums will vary by customer. All applicants subject to State Farm underwriting requirements. On the other side, we're going to talk the AFC Miami, the Bills improving, the Bengals signing an offensive line, uh, Jaguars crazy money, Chargers, and some fun news out of Dallas. Our good friends down at Dallas. We'll tell you that right back on the other side. Fox Sports, a gambler. Uh, Brady! Worked in the controls. We didn't mention that yet. Oh. Tom Brady unretired. I think we just know as long as we're associated, Sam's our friend. Tom Brady will never die. He'll come back for another year or two. Next year he'll play for uh, th- this upcoming year. He'll play for uh, Tampa. Then he'll go to San Francisco. Um, I am one hundred percent convinced this is happening to me on purpose. See, that's how you talk into the mic, Sam. No, it's because I'm turned up now. Yeah, she's not even changed up. anything. She's turned up. <laughs> Oh, she definitely is. Well, you guys talked about Tom Brady, so obviously I'm turned up you, now. I'll tell you what, about six weeks in the carpool lane has driven Tom back to playing. Because, you know, <laughs> dropping off and picking up the kids, it's, it's kind of like, you ever see uh, Daddy's Home? 
No, I have not. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, God, Mark Mark Wahlberg's character. He, He's like an absentee father, uh, you know. It's, uh, and uh, Will Farrell marries his ex-wife, and they have two kids. And then there's a second one too, then, right? There's a yeah, second. yeah. John, John Cena is the other day, <laughs> but but Mark Wahlberg, like, he's trying to be dad now because he's trying to compete with Will Farrell, and he's like dropping the kids off. And the one lady at the at their school is like a psycho. She's got the cones lined up, and she's like, "Stay within the cones, stay within the cones." He's like, ah! and he, he runs over the cones. She's like, "My cones." <laughs> Like that's that was Tom Brady. Like trying to drop off the kids, being all good, can't do it. No man, I gotta get back to the practice field. Man, you say you don't have time, but you watch every single movie that was ever released of all time. Bull crap. Who has time to watch Daddy's Home? I have a fifty. I have a fifty movie flex. Like that's I stay within my realm. I stay in my comfort zone. That's good. Yeah, I'm not Quimby. All right, where I watch everything that's ever been you know made. I'm probably worse than you are as far as. What I've watched. You're like a 30, 30 movie realm? No, I'm saying way more than that. Yeah, yeah. I probably watch one movie a night. Every night. I watch Back to the Future over and over Yeah, over. he watches the same yeah, movies same over and over same again. Stuff. I mean, I, I do. I, I, if Star Wars is on, I watch that. Goodfellas, Godfather. Uh, I've never know. seen either. What? What? No, never seen either. What Can you mute his mic? Mute his mic. I don't know how to ne- do that. Never, never seen Scarface. Listen. What? No, I, I mean you have to see at least good. good I'm just, I'm, is like I'm just two, telling two you, you thought it, you think I see every movie. I'm telling you right now, no. You you every one of your stupid movie quotes. <laughs> Daddy's home. You haven't seen Goodfellas. No. What is wrong with you? Goodfellas is top five of all time, a true top five of all time. But we'll get to that at the second hour. <laughs> I haven't seen it, so but, I don't know. The, I, have, I have a thought. I have a thought 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 experiment here for you. This is what I'm kind of thinking. What we'll see in the NFL next year. I I believe there are going to be. I don't know. Let's just say three. Three AFC teams that will be out of the playoffs that could win three divisions in the <laughs> NFC. Definitely ours. I mean, when you look at some of this, the Bills, who are all, I mean, Josh Allen, we all love him. We used to hate him here at Green Legion Radio. I, I love them. I give full-blown credit to Slash. Because Slash got on that hill. He died on that hill. But my man put the flag on that hill. He won. He won. They signed Shaq Lawson and Von Miller. The Bengals signed uh, a, a good friend from Dallas, Leo Collins, Alex Kappa, Ted Garris. They, they're you know protecting their AFC champion uh, quarterback, franchise quarterback, absolutely franchise QB. Um, the the Jags are making some signings. This is we got our good friend Crusher Doug. Uh, the Jaguars are Philadelphia's <laughs> favorite AFC team for next year. I want to see Trevor Lawrence succeed. Let's just hope that it was uh, that it was only uh, uh, what's his name. Urban Meyer, another Urban oh, Meyer man, story. Broke st- this yeah, the stuff that's coming what out a, on him. What a jerk store! I mean, wh- who is this guy? Hey, the jerk store called, and they're out of you. And now he's back in Ohio. You know, like do the name and image and like nil yeah. for for he is just a slime ball. You know what? Him and Jared from Subway. I saw those guys for who they were all along. I screamed it from the rooftops, and I'll tell you what. I feel validated. Man, that would have been some scene seen sack. Before we knew all this stuff, sit, standing on a rooftop yelling, Jared from Subway's a pedophile. No, I said he was a fraud all along. I was like, that guy is the biggest fraud. I was like, to, to tell me to, to get 15 years of advertising off of Subway and you lost all this weight by walking to and from Subway and eating there three times a day, I call bull crap. I wanted him to get fat 
again and prove me wrong. And I want it to be documented. And I'll tell you what, never happened. But now he's getting free footlongs all day long. <laughs> wow. I don't know if we could keep that. I think we can. Okay. All right. I didn't say where he was. I, I, I think just, he can. No, he can get free foot. Yeah. I, we didn't even talk about this in the AFC web. The Chargers signed cornerback uh, J.C. Jackson, re-signed Mike Williams to Chargers deal. Man. That's. I, I think that might, might be a little bit too much for Mike Williams. Nice player, but uh, you know, big play. Sixty-five million dollars. But he's the big play guy. And then they trade for Khalil Mack. Who's? I mean, him and Bosa. The, the AFC West. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. They're just going to beat up on each other. I mean. Is is every school every game? They all have good defenses too. Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, yeah. and then you have uh, you know Rand, our, our now good friend uh, Randy Gregory spurned the Dallas Cowboys and went to the Broncos. Him and Chubb, I mean, holy crap! You're forgetting a big signing for Denver. Well, I mean, he was one, one one show short of the Green Legion radio jacket. Oh yeah, Alex our Singleton. good friend linebacker Alex Singleton. We will miss you, sir. We hope that you. I didn't see that. On the, I didn't see that. On the it list. wasn't. I, I just thought of it now, but uh, that was kind of disappointing. I sent him a little message, like, "Hey, man, did he get back to you?" No, no, he didn't. <laughs> He's big league, you? No, no. I mean, it's kind of it's kind of like Quimby texting uh, Jordan Mailata. I'm sure. I'm sure he texted him after seeing uh, him on oh. uh, the, uh, the, uh, the, 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 the Mass Singer. That yeah. was so good. It was so good. So good. So good. I'm like, I'm sitting there watching that clip last, and I was like, I know that guy. I know that guy. <laughs> but but I, this is my question about that. And he, and we've heard him sing. You know, he sang like when he was a rookie and everything. And we know that he does that. He plays, you know, guitar and stuff like that. Great voice. But, like, if you're on a national show, are these – who are the celebrities on that show? Well, who are the hosts? Yeah. Or, like, who are the people uh, well, that the are one? The host is Jenny McCarthy. Yeah, does um, Jenny McCarthy know who – Yo, Jenny McCarthy looks good. Jordan Mylotta. She, no, she looks she look good. <laughs> no, These people know who no, Jordan but, Mylotta but Ken, um, Ken Young? Yeah, he does. He's a huge NFL fan, oh, okay. so he does know who that is. And um, I can't think there's of There's another it. man and there's another woman, but I couldn't get past the I couldn't get well, past the Nicole, outfit. I couldn't get past the outfit that Jenny McCarthy was wearing. I know. You were distracted. I mean, there, there, was no, there, was no, there was no straps. There was no <laughs> I thought she was going to fall out. I mean, easy, buddy. Hey, easy, listen, my easy, wife's not buddy. watching, so I'm just saying. You <laughs> take, know, take a breath. Best part of the clip when he was taking the mask off, and she's like, "Oh my God, who is it?" Like, yes. <laughs> There's something to think about here, Sack, because we we went in in a, on it last show uh, with uh, Commander Carson. Uh, who would you rather have, Matt Ryan for a third round pick, or Carson Wentz for two third round picks? I don't know. Matt Ryan hasn't been good in, the, in a couple of years. I mean, when was the last time we saw real good Matt Ryan? I mean, well, he was an MVP in what, 2016? 2016. Yeah, yeah. Listen, Matt Ryan's had a great career. And listen, he maybe getting out of Atlanta for the first time in 14 years will resurrect his career. Uh, but listen, it's not a matter who I want. I mean, it's, I, think, I think both are going to work out where they're going. Uh, good opportunities to to succeed and to win. It's just Matt Ryan is now going from the easier conference. Like if this Indianapolis Colts made that trade and they were an NFC, I'd say they'd be like, what a top four team. That's true. Yeah, you know, but now I mean, look at how the other teams have beefed up. You might get there's a chance, and I'm not saying it's going to happen because they're going to beat up on each other. There's a chance that all four teams in the AFC West can make the playoffs. That would be awesome. Right? That's what we're all rooting for. I mean, like, but that's and they that all is, advance into the final four teams. That's a realistic okay. shot. I yeah. mean, last year, two of them they would have tied. You would have had three teams out of four, and the other team went seven and nine, and then they got Russell Wilson as the quarterback. Yeah. So, like, it is a realistic possibility that it could happen. 
Before we head to break, fun news out of Dallas. I don't know if you, you saw this today. Uh, I thought it was hilarious. Uh, Albert Breer of the NFL tweets out that they, the Dallas Cowboys are hiring Brian Schottenheimer uh, for a unique position to assist with the offensive coordinator, the defensive coordinator, and he's also going to help with league trends and game planning. That sounds to me a whole lot like a head coach. But they have a head coach like Mike McCarthy, and, you know, our good friend Jarrah doesn't want to admit defeat that this guy is a bumbling fool well, down there in Dallas. So there's two head coaches now. What exactly does Mike McCarthy do if Brian Schottenheimer will be assisting the offensive and defensive coordinators and game plan and follow league trends? Well, let's think of it like this. Mike McCarthy gets fired after this year, right? I mean, you know, another, another faux pas, another flop by the Dallas Cowboys. He gets fired. Two of your guys almost went elsewhere to, for head coaching positions. So he's got options now. He's got Schottenheimer, who he just brought in. He's got Kellen Moore and God, the guy that was with uh, Atlanta. Yeah, Dan Quinn. Corner, Dan Quinn. I almost said Gus Bradley, and I'm like, yeah, it's not him. But, uh, but you know, they're just trying to build up their coaching staff just like MCS Residential and MCS Custom Cabinetry. Boom, For nice. all your residential contracting needs, this is who you want to talk to. I know I do. I just signed off on another quote for them to do my kitchen, and I will be the first customer to get the flow dough. Whoa. Can't wait for you guys to check that out. It's going to be awesome in my kitchen, in my house. You're getting the flow dough? I'm getting the flow dough. I'm the first person to actually get the flow dough installed in their wow. house. Wow. Because the one, the prototype, is in Greg's. This, I will be the first customer for it. Everything from additions, renovations, kitchens, baths, closet organization, cabinetry, vanities, basements, everything you need. Mention the Green Legion and get 10% off of your order regardless of how much. Reach out to them at www.mcsinc-pa.com or call them at 484-202-3656. That is www.mcsinc-pa.com or call them at 484-202-3656. At the top of the hour, we'll be back talking the end of the Claude Giroux era. The Sixers in the Eastern Conference all tangled up coming down the stretch and finally the Phillies are spending stupid money all that right after this we're back on Green Legion Radio on Fox Sports the Gambler we are in our second hour I've been waiting for this for more than a decade no that's not true about five years I wish we had some mournful music here Sam play some more mournful music we'll play some taps the big big news last week Claude Giroux uh, five, one of the top five players in franchise history, traded to the Florida Panthers. The Drew era is finally over. Before we get into it, I got a lot of questions for Sack because, some, like some other people, where hockey might be their fourth sport in town, I don't, I, I can't accept or I don't understand. Uh, I understand losing a beloved fan favorite, a great player, a Hall of Fame type player, um, but I'm excited to move on from the Claude Giroux era. But before we get there. Zach, just give us your thoughts on Claude Giroux, the player, what he meant to you, what he meant to the town. Oh, we were just talking about it out in the patio during break. And listen, you know, like you said, you know, a lot of people in town, you know, it, it, it's either it's, a lot of people want to say that what hockey is a niche sport, right? So for a lot of Flyers fans, it's just Flyers. Uh, they don't really follow any of the other three teams. Um, in particular, probably the Sixers, just like your, Sixers are your preferred winter sport as compared to you know the Flyers and hockey are my preferred winter sport. Um, I've grown up on Flyers hockey. Uh, I remember in the mid-90s, I remember playing baseball and like 
during the springtime and I'm playing baseball, and you always had the dad that was in the car listening to Tim Saunders during a playoff game. And, you know, the other dads are, like, lined up along, you know, the, the fence line watching us play. And then you hear, 2-1 Flyers. And everybody's like, who scored? Like, everybody on the bench, who scored? You're like, oh, John, John LeClaire. Like, you know, like so many great memories growing up as a, as a Flyers fan. And, yeah, it, it's been difficult lately, especially the last couple of years, um, you know, with, with, with the COVID situation last year and being a part of 3,500 fans. And then this, this year, all the injuries and, and the inconsistencies, and that's what's led us to back-to-back years of not making the playoffs uh, but I'll tell you what uh, Claude Giroux I I see a lot of myself in Claude because we're so close in age um, you know when when they had that Stanley Cup final run like you know back in 2010 I was 24 years old and I hadn't even met my wife yet I wasn't you know so obviously I wasn't married I, I didn't have kids um, you know I was young dumb and immature just like he was at 22 and uh, you know it, as life tends to go by over the last 12 years, especially, uh, you know, I've been married and I've had two young boys and he's been married and had two young boys. Uh, he's just, to me, watching him play, and I, I know you're going to sit there and you want to lay out the playoff statistics and all that stuff. I know you got all your news and notes and everything. But a lot of t- I think we forget sometimes how we got to the playoffs and the, the journey that it took to get to the playoffs in the first place. And the memories that were made, uh, the, you know, the, the the big goals, the shootout goals, the overtime goals. Uh, he, he leads the Flyers in overtime goals in in the in the franchise history. Um, you know, finishing top four in MVP voting three three the three times. Um, you know, being second in the one year he didn't even finish in the t- he didn't finish in the top three yet he was second in points in the NHL. He's a great flyer. Uh, for 15 years, this guy has given everything to this franchise. And to see what happened with him last weekend and being traded away, it's it's not a failure of Claude Giroux over the last decade. It's a failure of the franchise not building off of the player that Claude Giroux was and still is at 34 years old. So it's upsetting for a lot of us. But I will say this, Diaz, and I, I know a lot of the fan base, a lot of the Flyers fan base, wants Claude Giroux to return after this season, whether he wins a cup with, with the Panthers or not. I'm I'm not there. I to me, thank you for all the memories. Close the book. But the, close the book. I mean, like you, you can't turn back now. It, what are you going to do after the season? You're going to give him a three year deal, five million dollar cap hit. Yeah, it's awesome, nostalgic, perfect, love it. You know, it would be great to have him back. But he wants to win Stanley Cups at this time in his career, and the Flyers aren't close. Uh, they're they're probably two or three years away from even sniffing it. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know Sidney Crosby and Evgeny Malkin, uh, Alexander Ovechkin retirements are falling off the face what? of the earth. Away. If I know something about the NHL and the Flyers, one of those guys, I swear to God, one of those guys will end up as a Flyer, like at age thirty or something like, <laughs> like, like, like Yager, say, like Yager yeah, when he was like, forty. Like, oh my God, Yager's. A, yeah. And uh, who was the, the? Wasn't there a defenseman from Boston that we we got to, or somebody who was like an all time guy or something? Well, I, I mean, we had Chris Pronger at that yeah, at, at one point. You know, they, they, we always tend to bring them in later. Right, I mean, uh, it got Adam Oates the one time, yeah. uh, you know, uh, Tony Amani. You know, we used to bring in all the old heads like towards the end of their careers. Uh, but I'm not there. Uh, to me, uh, this this right here is a new chapter, uh, turnover, a new leaf. It's it's not like you know, oh, thank God the Claude Giroux era is over. No, it's it's 
you know, thank you for the memories. We appreciate what you gave us. Uh, we look forward to the day that you're put into the Flyers Hall of Fame, that you make the Pro Hockey Hall of Fame, and we put the number 28 up in the rafters. It's going to be beautiful moments, beautiful ceremonies. So we live it all. Um, and whenever he comes back next season with his new team, uh, you know, he's going to get he's going to get red carpet treatment. He's going to get standing ovations all night long. But it's time to move on. It's time to turn over a new leaf. It's time to give the C over to Sean Couturier or Scott Lawton uh, and, and build on to the, the future. Do you have to have a C? Not right now. You don't. Right. No, they're, they're not. Out of respect for Claude and what he's done here, you're not going to, you're not going to give the C right away. You're going you're gonna to take it. First of all, Mike Yo should not have the ability to give the C to anybody right now. Right. Because yeah. he, he's interim role. Yeah. Uh, so they're going to ride out the rest of the season. They're going to have three A's on, on the ice um, at all times. And then once you get into the offseason, you hire a new head coach, uh, and then he makes you earn it in training camp, whether it's going to be Couturier or, or, or Scott Lawton, who seem to be the two of the favorites uh, currently right now on the roster, or you bring in a guy. like I, For me, one of my favorite captains ever was, was 07-08, Jason Smith. I loved Jason Smith. He came over from the Edwin to Oilers, gritty, tough the defenseman. Oh, yeah, hustle, hustle, um, great, great. He played that whole postseason with two separated shoulders, and Darian Hatcher played the whole postseason. They were draining his knee every single day just so he could play, and we lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Penguins that year. Uh, yeah, just a tough, nasty dude if you bring somebody in from the outside. You mentioned something in there that doesn't really get said, and, and – it's kind of, there's a there's a there's a line and I don't exactly know how to thread and I don't have all the words for it but all of the gushing for 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 Claude Giroux he's a great player all right he's great I, I would never say that he's bad but the way that he's been talked about it just doesn't line up the way that we talk about or analyze sports and the way that we judge our stars and our heroes being a fan favorite and being great and being an all star and being a hall fan, that, that's a thing I just don't think that you can realistically. And sometimes maybe you do need someone like me who doesn't pay a whole lot of attention to the micro, the game, the game by game. You enjoy that, and I wouldn't take that away from you. Hey, scoring an overtime goal against Pittsburgh, uh, in, I'm making this up. In, Just a random February. In March, yeah. in, tw- in 2010, that sounds great. Uh, you know, you, you went to a game and saw him have a hat trick in 2016. That sounds great. That's a great time. You know what I mean? That, like I, I went to see uh, uh, Embiid's a 40-point triple-double, whenever that was, uh, Last month, I'm gonna always say, "Oh, I saw him have a 40 point triple double, or that, or that slam dunk that he had on, on uh, yeah, on, on Cleveland." Yeah. You know, like you know, another jabroni, right? Yeah. I mean, but those are great memories that that you that you remember. It's not That's right. It, like, it's kind of like with Embiid, right? I mean, Embiid has performed admirably during regular seasons, and he's come up short in a couple of these these postseason series, but. We look back now and we put that onus and that blame more so on Brett Brown, Doc Rivers, Ben Simmons, and the fact that Tobias Harris has been his his what his second fiddle, his third fiddle along the way. It, like you, you want to say that the reason why he struggled in those second round series, right, is because he hasn't had the the adequate help to get him over the hump because last last year they should have beat Atlanta. They yeah. should have beat Atlanta in at least six games. They blew what three 20 point leads at home in that series. And they they wound up blowing that. And but like here's the thing. We're not sitting there and just talking down on on Joel Embiid because we knew it was the Joel Embiid Seth Curry show. But especially but, in the fourth quarter. 
listen, and that's all fair. Now I'm not trying to turn. I'm not trying to turn. This is kind of how there's. If he's a top five flyer of all time, top five. They they won Stanley Cups. They've made multiple conference finals. They made multiple Stanley Cup finals. Top five. Yeah, he's a great complimentary player. And you said this guy earlier. You know what? And listen, uh, uh, Flyers faithful, don't come at me. I'm just giving. I'm just just off the top of my head. He's more of, of a LeClaire player than he is a, 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 a Lindros player. False. Okay, so this is why. This is why I'm saying this. I'm going to go through some of these stats here. Top five of all time. He's a great complimentary player. He's you, not a complimentary player. You say, that, listen, Drew, the career. The Voracek, Dr- Voracek was complimentary. The, Simmons was complimentary. Okay, but, but Couturier was but this complimentary. Is the thing, this is the thing. He's, he's not in, he was not in the right position as being this god on the ice. Because the team didn't perform. You have six head coaches. You have three GMs. I didn't hear about all of the players until like two years ago. When in 2016. Hockey goes through a lot of head coaches. I understand that. But, but, but they never. If the Joel Embiid era ends this year and he never makes the playoffs again. Never. Okay? Never makes the playoffs. Okay. The last five years of Joel Embiid's career that we've had has been more successful than Claude Giroux's last ten. I know it's different in basketball because there's you know there's only five guys on the court versus you know uh, three lines of, of five of five players. And and you're I more you're that. more ball dominant. I, I you're more ball dominant. I understand right? that. But how is it that when he's the complimentary player, this force his first four years. I'm going to go through some stats right here because I just think it illustrates just kind of a Why don't you not level. illustrate the stats? Why don't you illustrate the rosters? Why don't you illustrate okay. the talent level? Well, let me ask you this. Please, please. Like, let me know. Let me know who was on those teams and who's been on those teams since. Okay, I've, I've two I've, I've, I've four good points or questions I want you to think about. Go here. for it. Right, first off, the stats. His first four seasons, 50 playoff games, 21 goals, 55 points, 1.1 points per playoff game. That, that's that's a that's Hall of Fame stuff. When, when the Flyers were rolling three offensive That's lines right. easily every night. That's right, but he was on one of those lines, and he was rolling 1.1 points a game. He wasn't playing with two other lines. He was playing with one of those lines, the second line. Then when he was they had the, depth. Then when he was the captain, 31 playoff you, games. You, you, put, you put too much. You put too much weight on on the C. Because no, because no, no you do. Hold, hold up for a second. No, you because do. he. It's his team. He is the leader. Okay, so he's the captain. Okay, all right. He's so, the leader. No, no, I'm not done. I'm no, not no, done. no, 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 the, no. Why no, are no, they always looking for leadership? Real quick, real quick. Why are they always looking for leadership? Real quick about about the C. Okay, the the guy the guy over the last 12 years has been most highly touted as the best captain in the NHL, Jonathan Taves. Jonathan Taves, man. Unbelievable captain. This guy can't stand losing. Can't stand it. Man, he's what a competitor. Yeah, three cups in six years. What have they been since? They won three cups in six years. Three cups in six years because the talent level was was worth three cups in six years. I understand. They had Corey Crawford at, at goaltender. They had Duncan Keith winning winning listen, Norris listen, trophies. Me, but this, they had Brent Seabrook. But this is the point. Marion Hossa, but, Patrick Kane. Right, I understand that. They had good players. Once once they paid Kane and Taves, but you're and they couldn't afford to pay anybody else, and they stopped drafting correctly, and Joe Quinville went, went to Florida, that's when, uh, so I'm guessing now, Jonathan Taves is no longer a great captain. No, Because no. they lose. That's not what I'm because saying. Because they lose. What I'm saying is when they turned the, the, the team, 
to his leadership. He's the point guy. He was he listen, all this leadership with, and I, I I am so sick. I'm so sick of with reading. Andrew McDonald. Uh, hold up for a second. First off, I spent the last decade of having to listen to Flyers fans. Oh, all you gotta do is make the playoffs. We got a chance. We got a chance. So what why did I hear that for a decade? If they had such crap rosters You know well, me for four years. Uh, okay, so the last four years. So you're you're taking it out on your your at your ex. Oh yeah. I'm just talking about any one flyers. The last ten years. <laughs> the last four years, two years they make the post. I hey, thought I was supposed to get red here. Oh, we got a chance. We got a chance. So what you're saying I is... I thought I was getting... I listen, thought I was supposed to get... I, what, you're, you're matching my shirt. What would have been more appropriate <laughs> is if I heard, man, it really stinks what they're doing to Claude Giroux. Such a great player, trying to will his team to victory, and they won't surround it. That didn't even happen until last year. That didn't even happen until last year. His prime, he was signed in 2013 to that $8 million de- uh, eight-year deal. In 2013, he was given the captain. He's our new, you know... Uh, Carter Richards are gone. Rear's gone. Hartnell's gone. They're all gone. Pronger's gone. We are moving into this new era, sort of like where they are now, okay? And I, I just feel it was premature to give him the keys to the franchise, so to speak, because he just didn't live up to that billing. He doesn't suck. He's great. He make the Hall of Fame. Scores a lot of points. Here's the here here's the I, I got some analogy. Believe it or not, I got some analogy. He did he did live up to that contract. Every every bit of that bill. I'm not saying the contract. I'm saying to his his level within the franchise and the way that fans are recalling these times that weren't that good. They weren't good. It's the worst, worst, uh, worst stretch in Flyers history. And he was the best part of it, the greatest part of well, it, the only great. consistent all... part of it. All right, here, the here... only consistent great part of it. Here's here's yeah. Here. We loved we loved Jake. We love Simmer. We love Coots. But like at the end of the why day, do he, why do we hear about this? They're not they're not they're not the team that they were. At the end of the 2010s, or at the end, at the end of the the, the the 2000s, getting into 2010, 2011, 2012, the, the the roster has gotten worse. Now, I will say this: 20, 2019, 2020, and it, this is the sad part about this. Okay, we got five minutes left. No, we got six minutes. Okay, I was about to say we talked about Drew that much, but here's here's the thing. Okay, the sad part for me is that the last playoff home game that we had with fans in the stands. With Claude Giroux as the captain was 2018. We were robbed of that in 2020. The, the Flyers. Was 2018 the year that he blamed the fans for brewing? Was that 2016? What was the year that they threw the bracelets? Oh, uh, it was 2016 because okay, Ed, Ed Snyder died. Yeah. Uh, I was at game four. They were down 3 0 in that series. But I mean, I, I know, I know some. Ba- and so when you step back and listen, I'm not saying he's why terrible. Don't we, why don't we play this in context real fast? Okay? I, I'll give you some context. Right, so, so, so 2014, 2014, they lost, they lost in that, uh, that first round series, mm-hmm. right? Against the, the team that wound up going to the Eastern Conference Finals for the, you know, the, the New York Rangers. Right. Okay. They had an all time great goaltender. Yeah. In Henrik Lundqvist. Yes. Okay. Stole the game for them in Madison Square Garden as they had home ice. Gotcha. We had Ray Emery. He had six points in that series, right? Okay, so 2016, they lost in the first round to the 120-point President's Trophy-winning Washington Capitals. Okay, Braden Holpe that season, three shutouts, 2.2 goals against average, uh, a 9.22 save percentage. They had Ovechkin, listen, John listen, Carlson. You, listen, you're not, you're not getting Backstrom. 20. Listen, I understand what you're saying. This is the deal, though. They didn't make the playoffs in between those years. This is hockey, where the, the Flyers are one of the big spending right. premier, and they do have a cap, and I understand no, they that. Don't, they don't spend it accurately. I understand. No, no, no. Right. They just spent five years, $25 million on Rasmus Ristolainen to give up three Three goals the other night in the game. So, like, they don't spend it in the right places. Listen, 
you were focusing here on Claude Giroux. When I hear top, I'm going to give you some analogies. I hear some people when we're talking about let's let's talk about. Why don't you compare his career to Allen Iverson? I'll compare. I'll compare. You know Please. what? You know what I like to compare it to. Please. But Allen Iverson did win an MVP and he did lead a team to the finals. He did do those things. Claude Giroux played, played, played. Claude Giroux played in a, in, a, in a Stanley Cup final. But he it wasn't his team. It wasn't his. Why? Team. Because he wasn't wearing the C. No, it, it, it was. It was the. It Look was, at his point production. Hold up. Hold he up. He outscored. He outscored. I got a great. He outscored that. every single captain on the between Richards, Carter, Gagne. He had more points than any of them in that playoff run. I'm going to give you an analogy, and I think it's really good. I think this is a great analogy. All right, those teams were run by Carter, Richards, Hartnell, Pronger. They had a great. They had way better teams than the Flyers had. Danny Briere, Danny Briere, Scott Hartnell. Here's an example. What if? And again, knock on wood. Don't jinx me. Let's say maybe it's next year. I don't know. This year or next year, the Sixers made the finals. The Sixers will not make the finals without Tyrese Maxey having great playoffs. They won't do it. They won't do it without Tyrese Maxey. They need Tyrese Maxey. I agree with you, right? So then I'm making this up again. I hope it's not true. In three years, hold can, up. Can we put can we put the ball in his in his hands okay, more? Okay, hold on. We'll get to NBA later. Please. But here's an example. What I'm trying to c- compare is Maxey is a part, a great player on this team. Then all Embiid, Harden gone. They turn it over to Maxey, and for the next decade, they make the playoffs every once in a while. He's an All Star, and then he retires, and people are like top five player of all time. Because he, he, he hit the, the most, uh, most three-pointers. And he leads the, the team in free-throw percentage and all this. So it's kind of like, it's not Maxi. Maxi's a big part of this team, and I won't discount it. And I won't discount Drew. But it wasn't Drew's team. My, in my perspective. Top five, top five flyers of all time. What's your top five? I don't know all the 80s guys. You, I, I'll be, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll go. Okay. I'll, you know, Bobby Clark. Bobby Clark. Bill Barber. Bernie Perrant. Lindros. I'll put Le- LeClaire was in the finals. I mean, like, I, I don't know the 80s guys. Since he was the leader and the spokesperson and the figurehead and the big guy and the, he's on all the tickets, everyone's got his jersey, they have been crap. They've been crap. And you know that, and I'm not trying to put your team down. I want them to be good, too. But it's like everyone's like, oh, Claude Giroux is so great, so great. And I'm like, well, then why don't they? is. If you watch, if you watch, you see it with your own just, eyes. Why don't they just qualify for the playoffs? Just qualify. Qualify for the playoffs. They don't have to be great. He just, he's good enough. And when you get there, he went a decade, four playoff goals. The stars, the top five guys, they show up in those big moments. Not in stadium series. They show up. They're the leader. They're the best player on the team. When you are the only, in hockey, okay? You score a goal. No, 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 no. In hockey, okay, you, you have to have an understanding here, all right? In hockey, and especially when you're the lower seed, all right, and you're not, you're not home ice advantage. How much time do we have? Wrap it up. Okay. When you don't have home ice advantage, they have the last change, the other team's opposition. They can put out their top checking line because you only have one line. Their top defensive pairing, you only have one line. Every year during that run from 2014 through 2018, the Flyers had one line. It was G, Jake, and Simmer. That was it. They didn't have any other offense production. And when you don't get it from your top line because they can only put out their top checking line all the time on your top line, that, listen, you don't have any secondary scoring. And then you're trotting out bums in, in goaltender. Steve Mason, uh, Neuvert, no, no, no offense to the late great you know, Ray Emery. I, I always loved Ray Emery. He could fight. But let's wrap this up, all right? So, I guess I'm going to have to agree with me. This is the final decision. Claude Giroux was a great player. He was ill-fitted. 
to be considered the leader and the best player on the true contender. You know what? Bucks County Baseball Company is the premier vintage sports clothing and collectibles retail store in the tri-state area. Visit www.buckscountybaseballco.com or stop by their Bristol, PA location. Items from the Phillies, Eagles, Sixers, Flyers, and much, much more. Again, visit www.buckscountybaseballco.com or stop by their Bristol, PA location. The showroom is huge. The website, even bigger. Bucks County Baseball Company, the name in Philly for vintage sports G top five all time. The good news news is we've got the good news is you're fired the good news is we've got a new era of flyers hockey it's going to be a, a kind of a dark couple of years but uh, things are looking brighter on the other side we're going to talk a little sixers nba eastern conference and heat culture mm, are there some cracks yes there is i love it we'll cover all that green legion radio and fox sports the gambler back right after this i'm sitting with sack we're catching our breath over a heated discussion over the Claude Giroux era in Philadelphia Flyers history. Uh, again, the fans agree with me. No. Uh, oh, Sam. No, the fans do not agree with you. And uh, that was very intense. We were, we were discussing the craziness of you two fighting like two little kids. Listen. Uh, f- fighting over there's, there's, a ball. There's three schmucks out there. That want to sit there and try and downgrade Claude Giroux, and it's it's Diaz, Quimby, and Rob Valivas to get under your skin, and obviously it worked. Actually, I I do take pride I, in being whoever released that Twitter thing two years ago about uh you know Flyers haters or whatever, and I my name and Green Legion, my two Twitter handles that I manage were top three. <laughs> I think it was Mike Missinelli was one, uh, Michael Diaz was two, and Green Legion was three. Was, was, I, I take, now, the other sports personalities in town, you know, you know Natalie Egelnoff was on there, and, like all these, and they were like, this is ridiculous. I do not, and I was like, yeah! I'm like, oh, only two and three? Our good friend Kevin Kincaid on Crossing Broad, after the trade was made to the Florida Panthers with Claude Giroux, he put out there, Barkov is the best is the best teammate Claude Giroux has had since, and I'm telling you nine out of ten Yager Yager Yager, yeah. and he had Yager for one year. <laughs> Only he had him for one season, and that was that was a great line that he had with with Yager and and, let, let, and I'll, I'm going to let you in a secret so everyone that turned off our ranting and raving from the Flyers. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm extremely jealous. I'm extremely jealous of the way the Orange and Black diehard. Uh, view their team and their players. Because it's the same way you idolize on Embiid. Hold up for a second. Embiid is so crazy good. We've never seen him. He's not perfect. He has flaws that I recognize. I recognize them. Uh, and he's getting better every year. And I hope, you know, we're, everyone is sitting on pins and needles because Embiid has two or three years left max. Maybe he doesn't. When he, when he took that fall last week, that was scary. Yeah, maybe, maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know that. But... What he is doing is so historic for our franchise, for the league, and there's other good players too. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, look at Giannis or look at Durant or look at Jokic. All great players. They're all unicorns. And Bede is in that top five. Now, next year, maybe he's the eighth best. This year, he's first, second, or third. Take your pick. I don't know. Giannis might win the MVP. Jokic might win the MVP. I think Giannis has fallen off. I, I I think I think this is if Embiid plays majority of the games the remainder of the season and he continues putting up thirty points a night you know twelve boards he's he's got the MVP in the bag but this is the thing and and I appreciate that uh, and that's a, a, a I'm going to call you a homer you're not a homer on the Sixers but it, you look at Embiid and, and Giannis's stats they're equal I mean Giannis is putting up 
30 points, 12 boards, you know, six assists. The same thing as Embiid. What I want to talk to you about is, is I think how this MVP thing could come down to is, is to two things. The scoring, you know, if Embiid wins the scoring championship, uh, the scoring uh, scoring title, scoring title, first center, first big man to win since Shaq in, in 2000, 22 years. Um, so that's the first thing. I mean, you know, you win the scoring title like that adds. I mean, it's all it's all narrative. But the other thing is how these teams finish. Right now, the Bucks and the Sixers on Thursday night. We don't know the outcome of Thursday and Friday night. They have the same record, and they could be anywhere from first to fifth. If we've noticed, if we've noticed a trend about the NBA, I would say probably over the last ten to fifteen years, right? They really don't like giving it to somebody more than two times. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's weird. Uh, Michael Steve, Jordan should have won every single year. Right. Yeah. Le- LeBron should have won it probably yeah. more. What is he, a four? A four, yeah. Uh, Kobe should have won it more than one time. Uh, you know, but uh, Steve Nash went back to back. Curry went back to back. Giannis went back to back. I don't think, I think, I think we were joking around last year when Jokic won it. And we were sitting there, we're like, wait a minute, hold on. He's got, we looked at the list of MVPs. We're like, he's the worst MVP since like 1970 or something like that. Like, or maybe of all time. I, I don't think the voters are going to tend to want to go back to giving it to him. Uh, and Giannis has to already. And he won the NBA title well, this year. I mean, Embiid is the favorite. I know, but but if it's close, if it's close amongst the three, I think they want fresh blood. I think they want to give it to somebody that hasn't won it before. And if, if like, their records are the same, their stats are the same, Embiid, his personality, I know Giannis, Giannis has a great personality too, but you want to give it to a guy like Embiid. Right. I, I think... I do. Yes, as, as long I do. As, I, I, <laughs> so do I. So do I. I. I think it would be great for the city. We would have two MVPs in the city at the same time. How cool would that be? Yeah, that's. I mean, my my buddy Kev, uh, my best man. I was the best man in his McCloskey. Way. Yeah, McCloskey. Um, uh, he uh, the Drew hit him the Drew trade, or he was resigned to it, and he probably knew this a couple of years in 2017 because of the the process. I was like, you know what they should do? They should trade. Uh, uh, Voracek, Drew, and Simmons it doesn't line up with the timeline of all these young guys, Konechny and yeah. Provorov and stuff. And I started as a joke, but then it was like when they weren't winning, I'm like, who cares if he scores, you know, if he's fifth in the league in scoring? They're not going to win with him. They don't have the support staff. I mean, he, you know, the support players. Right. And they're all young. We hope we hope that, like, trade Drew now. And uh, I understand the no movement clause no movement and, all, clause, that and yeah. all that. But, like, you can you could say, hey, man, we're going to bring this other guy in and we're going to play you with a bunch of rookies. You make it difficult because you're looking for your franchise. I, I mean, I know this is, probably would never happen. But really, for the team and the player, it would have been better if Drew had separated three or four years ago, in my opinion. But the reason why the agent puts the no movement clause in him to begin with is because he wants to be here. No, I get it. I and, get it. And, and you got to give people credit that want to try and see it through. I mean, you know. You, I get it, but it was like, just, it was, like, like the Quimby, writing's on the wall. Like, like Quimby with Mike Trout. You know, I, I don't hold I don't hold any ill will over Mike Trout for staying in you know with the Angels. Yeah, it sucks. He's with he's with a team in Los Angeles that is the, the, the it's not even a focus. You know, the, it's not like he plays for the Dodgers. But I can't fault the guy for staying there. They drafted him. They took a chance on him. They developed him. He he's had a ton of success there. And he enjoys being there. He wants to see it through. He wants to reward the franchise for taking a shot on him. That's going to be Embiid. Embiid's never going to want to demand a trade or want to get out of here. I think. I think it might get to a point where well, Embiid's it's possible. But but uh, no. But I'm saying that you know it could get to a point where it like with Giroux, where you know he didn't demand a trade. It was just you know hey listen. I, Sign an extension or see this through this terrible year that we're having, or have a chance to go win the Stanley Cup. That could be the case with Embiid, but I, Embiid, 
the Sixers drafted him third overall when he had all those injuries. They never knew he was going to play. But they took the chance on him, and he's going to want to see that through to the best of his abilities to make sure he brings a championship and rewards this franchise. That's why G stayed around as long as he did, because he was drafted here, he was developed here, he had great times here, he loves the city, he loves the fan base, and he wants to re- he wanted to reward us by winning a Stanley Cup. Listen, that was the same thing. That's eh. what, but that's what Embiid wants to do. Eh, well, yeah, I I, I hear you. You can't say that Embiid eh. has that personality and Giroud doesn't. No, no, I'm just saying, like, but Giroud's like, I mean, if that's really how it is, it's it's okay. I, I, I don't want to go back to Giroud, but like we, Embiid, we like you this want is to, the difference. I think Embiid, I think Embiid wants to win more than anything. He wants to win here. He yeah. wants to win, and they do have that opportunity to win now in the next year, two, three, four years. I think it's got to be a couple of years because Harden looks like he's, yeah, know, he's losing know, a little I know, bit I know, now. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying, like, if you if you are this great player and you haven't won a championship, but you're still you're still valuable, you still have some value. Maybe you're not uh, a runner up for MVP, but you're a top twenty guy like Drew is. Um, sticking around the Flyers the last five years, you're really not going to win. But you're, you're taking away from the fact that they were East favorites two years ago. I, that was one one time. But but you, everyone says that he should have went and tried to chase a championship five years ago. But two years ago, they were on the path for the Stanley Cup. Yeah, but but they before the world they beat shut the 12, down. The, the 12 seed and lost in the second round to the. But the, you, you were looking after the league shut down for four months and they played in a bubble with no fans in the stands. Okay, things, but things, things could have been different that. if they were I, playing I at the Wells that. Fargo Center in I a seven it, game it, series it, with home ice. It, it could have been, but then the very next year they they they're out of the playoffs and now they're the worst team in the league. Well, the very next year things fell so apart. Right. Car, so Car, it, Carter Hart fell apart. Yeah, it's bad. There's managed risk for everything. I I think what it. Let's get back to the Sixers. Go for it. We're, we're talking, I, we're I, talking know, I, I know. Hey, talking hey, Flyers. This is great. I love but, it. But Sixers, we've got, flyers. we have 10 games actually by the time this is out. We have nine games left. It's, it's, this is, we talked about this, I think, two years ago where, you know, we always fight about the NBA and the NHL. And you're like, the NHL, NBA, only three teams have a chance. And the NHL, kind of everyone has a chance. I don't know about the NHL this year, but this year the NBA is wide open. LeBron probably won't make the playoffs. I hope not. I, be I, I've been player. watching. I've been tracking the Spurs. <laughs> I want the Spurs to over because the Pelicans. The Pelicans have overthrown them, right? Yeah. And now, and now the Spurs, I think, are three games behind. Kevin Durant is the best player in the league. He's the best player in the league. He might They're lose in the play-in. Play They're in the play-in. Yeah. Now Kyrie's coming back because of baseball. I'm going to blame baseball for that. Uh, well, Want to blame in the last segment? No, no, no. Ideally, with the New York City because they want the Mets. Or they want the Yankees and the Mets to come back. Yeah, we see you, Sam. Stop waving. Well, I, I, Sam. I saw his phone, I, too. So, ideally, what is the, like? do you want the Sixers to win out and go for the one seed and run the risk of the fact that, you know, they because Kyrie, the one place, if he can play in New York, the one place he can't play is in Toronto. So yes. if they if they have to play a, a, like a play-in style game, like for me, ideally, like I, I kind of want Doc to, to rest up the, the starters a little bit. Uh, get Embiid and Harden proper rest and, and get them ready for the postseason. Drop down in that you know three six matchup with the Cavaliers, or uh, get yourself in that four five matchup with the Bulls. I could take that because if you get that four five matchup and then say the the Nets wind up beating the Raptors in that seven eight matchup and they take the seven seed and then the Raptors are the eight seed, you get the winner of the Heat 
and the Raptors. And the Raptors in the, in the well, second we round. Don't, we don't know. I mean, Heat culture is kind of falling apart. I don't know if that's, 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 is still with that's us. That's why I'm saying, because then you get that matchup. And if you, if you get that matchup and Heat culture falls apart in the first round and the eight seed knocks them off, then you get home court advantage against the Raptors. This is a rematch from three years ago. I appreciate you coming into this show here. And we'll, we'll have another show before the playoffs. But every single year, it's like, what do the Sixers have to do for this year not to be a failure? I wonder who used to do that. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, eh. I don't know. I mean, what's the expectation? Yeah, 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 yeah. and it's like I, I don't. Let's see who they play. I mean, I thought the the the, the, the year with the Toronto loss, the yeah. the, the quadruple doink with uh, Kawhi, the Kawhi shot, that was a successful year. They lost in, in seventh game at, at the final buzzer in the second round. All right. It's also funny how when we're talking about the uh, Claude Drew's legacy, they always talk about um, how they bowed out in the conference quarterfinals. But in, in when we're talking about the Sixers, they never make it out of the second round. Can we say the conference quarterfinals? That sounds a lot fancier than the second round. But anyway, well, I mean, um, they, they, I mean, they haven't, match- they haven't been, they haven't been to a conference final since 2001. It's been the, 21 years. It's long overdue. These the matchups are just crazy. This Eastern Conference, they're going to have to beat two teams to make the finals. Whatever team comes out of the East, I will give them full respect because you're going to have to beat two of Miami, Boston, Milwaukee, Philly. Even the West is stacked, Nets. too. The West is yeah, stacked. Yeah, but they're a little more top-heavy. I mean, they're good. I mean, yeah, well, listen, the Suns, the Suns are top-heavy. The Warriors have come back down to earth. Um, Except they beat uh, Miami without uh, Yeah, without Clay, Draymond, and Steph. Uh, you know, so why wasn't Clay or Draymond playing that night? I don't know. I don't know whether – I don't know. Maybe it was back-to-back. I mean, I like this, Jordan Poole. I'll I, tell you that. You asked me a question like, oh, do I want to see them win? Of course, I want them to win every game. But most importantly, especially which game was it here? Where uh, It was against the Lakers. And Embiid went up and, they, and, and what's his name? Tried to foul him and kind of like pulled him down. And he just, I felt it in my back, and he saw him grimace. No, nah, it wasn't against the Lakers. It was somebody else last week. I forget, I forget who it was, but I know, I know what he you're talking about. Like, I was watching no, the game. Yeah. He came down like on his tailbone, and no, he was that, riding no, no, in pain. Right, that was yeah. that was two weeks ago. I'm talking about the Lakers on Wednesday night. He, he, and, and okay, he, I missed that. I went to bed, and, and he was he went up. He was a layup, and some little guy kind of grabbed his shoulders and pulled him down as he's going up. And he just was jammed. it Stanley Johnson? Stanley Johnson. It was Stanley Johnson. He, he I'll had say a great first he had 13 points in the first quarter. Yeah, he had See, I've been watching, Diaz. Yeah. I've been watching. Yeah. And he fell asleep at halftime. But it's I okay. definitely went to bed at halftime. <laughs> um, <laughs> big concern. Big Listen, I'm not. this is not defensive Brett Brown. I don't think Brett Brown was a great coach. It was time for a change. I don't think Brett Brown was a terrible coach. Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers. All year long, and this is kind of like the the mirage of the first seed. Oh, they're the first seed. They're the first seed last year. Spends all year, all year, doing the things that they do well. I see you, Sam. Hi, Sam. I see you. Doing all the things that they do well, not experimenting. Do I do that on Baseball Brunch? No. No. What happens when you don't experiment? You don't find out what, what works, and you don't find out what doesn't work. So what happens with Doc Rivers in the playoffs, very easy to scout because we don't change up anything. Within the last week or so, now oh, a Paul Millsap, B-Ball Paul lineup. Like, why isn't B-Ball Paul getting 10 minutes a game just to see? If they lose the game, they lose the game. Now we're experimenting with zone defense. It actually looks kind of pretty good. But that's what the regular season is for, especially in the NBA, NBA when we talk about who's better, Jokic or Embiid or Giannis or, or LeBron or Kobe and all, all this stuff. It all comes down to the playoffs, and you have to be ready to – things are going to go bad in the playoffs, maybe even in the first round for the Sixers. There's a lot of good teams in the Eastern Conference. I don't believe Doc Rivers has it in him to switch it up on the fly and change things up 
uh, when, when they counter because that's just how it's going to be. Do you know the Bulls are one in sixteen? Against the teams and the, yeah. like, I, the Bulls are the, my most favorite uh, first round match. Yeah, then and then the, and then then the Cavs. Yeah, yeah, yeah me just because they haven't been here before. Well, Sam is waving at us. She doesn't like the Sixers. She hates Phil. No, that's not true. I'd rather watch the Sixers than the Flyers. Absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, you, you <laughs> but, are but, human, but you love you love Claude Giroux. Sure. Sure. <laughs> she loves the Gingers, <laughs> just like Rex. We will be back. On Green Legion Radio on Fox Sports, The Gambler, we're going to wrap up with some baseball, some Phillies, spending stupid money right after this. And we're going to talk some Phillies. Zach, I got a funny Philly story for you. Go for it. You're going to appreciate this. Lay it on me. Because right now you are triple lettering with Phillies. You got hat, t-shirt, and jacket going on. Over the weekend, the Philly, last week, this week, the Phillies are finally spending through the, uh, uh, what is it, the competitive balance tax threshold. John Milton opened up the checkbooks. Kyle yes. Schwarber, Nick Castellanos. 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 The funny, the Spanish guy said Castellanos. Well, it, it, I wasn't sure if it was yeah, Italian it, or, or... No, because Quimby did the same thing yesterday when he called me. He's like, oh, so uh, Nick, Nick Castellanos. So I'm like, no, Castellanos. He's like, oh, Castellanos, lo siento, mi amigo. And Why don't they put the little uh, tilde on top of the end there, then? Why is it an Enya? Why is it just an end? Uh, I don't know. If you wanted to ask those questions, you should have been at his press conference because, uh, man, he was he, oh, was... he was great. He was a joy. I already saw from Fanties.com. Uh, they already have a T-shirt. Yeah. I, uh, I hit baseballs. Yeah, I hit baseballs. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we were out somewhere, and I wasn't paying attention. I had a Phillies T-shirt on. I had my Phillies Mitchell Ness uh, throwback zip-up, and I had a Phillies hat on. And my wife, Abby, who, like... She can't. We met in 2016, kind of after our glory years. You know, focus. I'm always Eagles first. If it's between the Sixers and Phillies, whoever, or Sixers and uh, Phillies, yeah, whoever's like, you know, winning. You know, Sixers are terrible. I'm going to follow the Phillies more. Uh, she goes, hey, you have a lot of Phillies on. I was like, oh, I do. I'm back in. I am back in, baby. I'm excited for baseball. Welcome. And listen, this year, I promise I am not going to be frustrated by the middle relief. All right. I'm not going to be frustrated by it. Um, we understand it. <laughs> no, you I, will be. I'm not going to be frustrated by Zach Wheeler uh, not starting uh, opening, opening You'll day. see him in week two or three. Hopefully. Um, but finally, I was so sick of they talk about big money teams and the, and the Phillies being big money, but they yeah. were like right underneath that tax. It's a, I'm going to just say this, a little disappointing that they somehow have $240 million to spend this year when last year it was 206 off a 210 base. They probably could have do it, but what's more importantly, their competitive advantage is their pocketbook. Right now they can't develop anyone, and they can't draft and develop anyone. Hopefully that happens, but if that starts this year, we won't know for another three, four, five years. So right now they got the checkbook. I hope, and I listen. I'm gonna, I'm going to represent with my wallet. I'm gonna go to more games. I went to one game last year. Back in the day, I went to 25 games a year. Yeah, 50, 60 from yeah, yeah, from yeah. sure. I would go. You know, those are the glory days. But yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna try and make it to mid 20s, and you have no responsibilities. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna try and make it to at least one game a month, and this is just starting. I'm going from one to seven. It's but that's more than me. It's dedication. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah. Well, same. no, you get you get the best show every week. Oh, I I get to go to the stadium every week. Spe- I just speaking of the best show every week. Uh, listen, if you guys want again, just take an opportunity here to put out there. Go, oh, here we go. Go big, to Quimby. Big head. 
Email Quimby at GreenLegion.com for you to sponsor and advertise on Bud Light Baseball Brunch with Chris Sack and Phillies broadcaster Greg Murphy. Uh, listen, I don't, I don't like to, to, to toot our own horn. I've listened to the competition uh, across all boards with uh, Phillies Sports Talk in this town, and there is no competition. Uh, when, when you have you know, myself and Murph uh, for one hour every Sunday from 11 to 12, you want to advertise with us. So go ahead, Quimby at GreenLegion.com, or get a hold of Diaz on our social media platforms or, or myself. Uh, this season's going to be exciting. Yeah, go for it. I, w- I would like to ask two questions, sure. and then you get the floor. And I don't want you to sell Bud Light Baseball Brunch. I want you to sell this Philly season. Tell me I'm about, about these. Tell me about these signings: Schwarber, Castellanos. Uh, yes. I, I already love him. He's my favorite player. Uh-huh. I'm getting yep. a jersey now that I know that, that he's uh, of Latin origin. Uh, he's my man. Talk about these guys. Well, what he doesn't do have a, he doesn't have a college degree, and he he hits baseballs. But uh, I'll, I'll tell you, man, I was excited when we when we signed Schwarber. Um, you know, the guy. He's Matt Stairs, but a better, better, uh, more durable version of Matt Stairs. Uh, on base machine, the guy hits bombs. Uh, if you're sitting in right field this season, look out. Uh, you might want to wear helmets instead of hats with Schwarber and Harper both hitting towards your direction at all times. Uh, it's exciting. I was excited about that move, uh, but it really didn't move the needle for me. I'm still sitting there. I'm like, eh, the middle relief, we're not sure. You know, closing, Corey Knable, eh. Man, when they when they just dove right in uh, on Cassianos, this team is going to rake. There's no break in this lineup, and the rumors are out there right now that the Phillies are shopping Alec Bohm. Yeah, I was going to ask about yeah. that. What, what I mean, well, what would what would they get for him? They like what's his name, Johan? I think they're the, well, third base, Camargo. Camargo. Yeah, Johan Camargo. Um, you know, he, he could play some third base for sure. Because um, remember, they just brought back in fact uh, Torres. Uh, so, you know, what Camargo was supposed to be, you know, more of a utility guy, you you can bring in Torres to be that, and you can have Camargo and Castellanos play in third base. Uh, Castellanos has, he came up in the Detroit system as a third baseman, uh, so he has some experience. He's been taking ground balls over there uh, the last couple days in camp. Um, But he moved the needle uh, for me because now, like, yeah, Schwarber, Signing, you're sitting there going, okay, cool. He's probably going to be your leadoff hitter because they don't have any prototypical guys that can that can bat leadoff. Now you can have Schwarber batting leadoff, Segura second, Harper third, Castellanos batting cleanup, and then you can however you want to do it. Hoskins five, Real Muto six. Um, you know, now you could probably go Hoskins five. Didi's been playing well so far in spring training. So if Didi bounces back for the season, Didi goes ahead. And Didi can play third base too. If Bryson Sy has a good spring, you trade Bohm. Didi can play third. Um, a lot of people say that Stock can go ahead and play third base, but I don't think he's taking enough ground balls over there for you to rely on on that. Uh, defensively, they're going to be terrible. Uh, the middle relief is probably going to be about you know mid mid pack, but that's it, good, which is better. Listen, they had the worst, they had the second worst all time ERA in baseball history in 2020. Uh, they, I don't know if they broke the record or they tied the record for most blown saves in a single season for a National League team, uh, but they 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 achieved that last year in 2021. Uh, and I'll tell you what, you know, yeah, they they signed a lot of veteran relievers, Court Knable, uh, Jerry's Familia. Uh, Brad Hand, I'm excited to have Sir Anthony Dominguez back. Um, first time he's going to be pitching since 2019, since uh, going through Tommy John surgery, uh, throwing 97 the other day in the radar gun. Uh, that's a guy that I'm excited to have in the late innings. Uh, you have Sam Coonrod's back. Um, Jose Alvarado's back. 
uh, Connor Brogdon. And then, listen, you know, it's a little bit of a scare with, with Zach Wheeler uh, from from this past offseason. You know, he had shoulder stiffness in December. Um, he's a little bit behind on his throwing program, but he had a bullpen session the other day, and they said he looked he looked strong. Um, Aaron Nola still is going to scare me in, in September. Is he uh, gone? Is this his last year? No, no. He still has a few years left. He Are signed sure? a real cheap extension a couple years okay. ago. Um, so, so he just might go from the second starter to the fourth or something. No, well, it depends. Is Ranger Suarez going to continue what he what he did last year? Did you hear about Ranger Suarez? How he how he yeah, had visa? Yeah. So yeah. he so it looks like your two best starting pitchers from last year, Ranger and and Zach Wheeler, are probably going to miss the first week of the season. I'm not even sure about Zach Eflin. I know he's rebounding from knee surgery, uh, but Kyle Gibson's back too. So the starting five, everyone's like, "Oh, go get a starter." Where are you putting them? Unless you're going to put Ranger back in the bullpen, but it doesn't make any sense right now. Uh, so. I think this team's going to make the playoffs. I'm saying this right now, Diaz. I didn't say this last no, year. Uh, uh, I didn't say this last year. I'm saying it this year. Write it down. Mark it, Sam. Mark it down. Six teams make the playoffs now. So you have the three division winners. The top two in each league are going to get a first-round bye. The other four teams, so you're going to have the, the, the three and the six and the four and the five, they're going to each meet in three-game um, playoffs, in the, in the, which is now the new um, you know, like wild card round format. Now, here's the catch. So, if the Phillies are the fifth or the sixth seed, they're going to play all three. If it, unless it goes just two games, a two nothing series, uh, it's all going to be at the, the the higher seeds ballpark. Right, right. So, there's going to be no home, home game. Yeah, there's going to be. So, if the ideally, I want the Phillies to be in that three or four slot, uh, or actually one two slot. But you know, it's going to be tough. This division is going to be tough, but the Phillies should make the playoffs. I'm going to say it right now. The Phillies will get into the playoffs and end our 11-year drought now. Mark it down. Last question for you real quick. Yeah. The shift. Are we done with it? Well, it's supposed to be out next year. Uh, any rule changes that they made are in effect for next season. Uh, the first month of the season, they're expanding rosters from 26 to 28 because of the the, the late start with spring training. Uh, so that's going to be the first month of the season. And then the Ghost Runner is back. They're saying it's supposed to be just for this year. Uh, so I'm hoping that's just for this year because that's not baseball. I, I know people want to go to bed after the 10th, 11th inning. There's 162 games. I, I, I understand. In, 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 I hockey, get it. in hockey, we, we we do three on three. I mean, you could put a, ba- a base runner on. I understand what you're saying, I, but come on, baseball. The, I don't we believe. Can change. We can change. I, no. Can change. I, I don't the DH came in in the 70s. It changed. They, they lowered the pitching I love the now. fact that there's a universal DH now. It's It's been long overdue. I know I've been expecting it to come. I'm a nationally traditionalist. And listen, you're not going to get any great moments like Joe Blanton or Brett Myers anymore. But, you know, that just comes with the territory. But it's going to be an exciting baseball season down at the ballpark, man. It's, it's going to feel like old times. The Mets are good. The Braves are good. The Phillies are good. The, this ballpark should be packed all summer long. Cannot um, wait. Exciting baseball. It's good when they're all good because you hate we hate the Braves and the Mets. We're going to close out here. Your first place, Philadelphia Union, do not have a game today. They have a free weekend. We are hoping, we are expecting Villanova basketball coming up later right here on Fox Sports The Gambler. Thank you, everyone, for was sitting in for our live show. Sack, Sam, this is Diaz, Claude Giroux, Joel Embiid, playoffs, opening day. It's a great time to be alive. We'll see you next time.